going to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jerry Clark. Like this. Oh, yeah. I do love you. Walk it up, young man. Oh, yeah. Right, now, let's, now let's switch up the tempo. Yeah. I can't take credit for this. This is all Brandon's idea in terms of the music, folks. How y'all doing tonight? Oh, I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, the time of begging. That's good stuff. GQ, I do love you. What year is this, man? I want to say 75. 75. But don't don't quote me on that. Yeah, sometime mid-70s. That's... Oh, yeah, man. So good. That's good. I like how he has that old, real, like, 60s feel, but it's still up-tempo, that 70s lush production quality. Oh, yeah, man. A little bit of Detroit soul right there. That is good. That is good. I keep making the mistake when you're here, Brandon, that I already had a plan music-wise. No, no, no. I had to leave the door open. I want to learn tonight. I want some of that I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, and off-air, we got talking about the Roseanne thing. And, uh, I mean, we can cover some ground, what uh, we already discussed off-air. I mean, a lot of people, thousands of people now have to find a new job. Because of, uh, well, one just one tweet. It's one tweet that really did the trick. But, I mean, she wrote all sorts of crazy crap. But, but see, but Roseanne has been saying crazy stuff for years. Yeah. And I don't see what the big problem is because, I mean, people have shown you who they are. That's just like Bill O'Reilly. I, I made the example of Bill O'Reilly. No, I'm not his biggest fan, but... He's the type of person, hey, this is where I stand. Yep. I don't care about the sponsors. I don't care about this show. You know, hey, this is where I am. You know, and, and I, I respect him for that. Right. But everybody acts like this whole Roseanne thing is something surprising, something new. It's not. I mean, and it, they were out to get her from the beginning. Like, once she got big with that reboot, they were looking for some mistake. Because it's Roseanne. Again, we, we've established this. I mean, Ro- how, how can we take her down? I mean, most most people probably don't remember, but Roseanne was crazy in the, in the 80s. Yeah. She was crazy then. But She's I don't been know. on I, every side of the political spectrum. It, exactly. And I don't know. It's, it's like everybody who's supposed to come to her defense is 
kind of being quiet now because they're worried about their sponsors being pulled. And that's that's what I think the whole problem is. You know, it's the whole sponsorship thing. I don't think the sponsors really even care. Right. But they're like, hey, a lot of minorities buy our products. And a lot of woke white people, too. Exactly. So we have to look like we care about what's going on. And so we're going to pull our sponsorship, and we're going to we're going to put pressure on ABC to cancel this. Well, and, and it's it's that. like this, and then another thing that happened in like racial politics or racial news was the Kendrick Lamar thing, where they invited yeah. the the white girl up, and she actually said the, the, the N word. But did she use the hard R? Or was she just using? I don't know. But I mean, I looked at it in, in my initial reactions like, well, you don't do that. But but see, it's known. Self-censor. It's it's known. Right. It's, it's known. Okay, I asked you to come up and sing a song with me. You know your racial demographic and, and your privilege. It's just general. And way. you're at a hip hop concert. Right. And so it's like, you know, okay, she dropped the first one. Okay, maybe she slipped up. Okay, that's number two. Okay, that's the third one. You know what? Give me the mic. Hold on, hold on, little girl. Hold on. Let me let me get the mic. And she's up there like, well, what's wrong, bro? And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, yeah. Kind of at the end of the day, I don't know who's like actually like this is ruining my day that this happened at a Kendrick Lamar concert. Well, it's not that. It's It's just like you you broke the rule. There's a lot of that, but it's more like I look at and go, this is just. It's not the worst of what people are dealing with. It, exactly. But they take a small story and blow it out of proportion. So, I mean, that's, that's our society now, this whole PC thing. Well, and it's also, I think, our society in terms of quick, 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 and easy. And by quick, I mean you can get out the story very quickly. It's easy to understand. I mean, you really don't have to indulge in, in some complex conversation to understand what's going on. With okay, a white girl said the N word at a Kendrick Lamar concert. Oh, but the twist is he wrote the words, and why can't she enjoy the music? But like, I grew up with this. Exactly. Like, there's no. I wasn't shocked at all. I'm like, now also, I'm not shocked from the point of view that I've known certain, and it's usually white people. Well, it has to be in this situation. <laughs> or like, I know uh, white people uh, call in words and like all this. I'm like, they get into this conversation. Like, I. It sounds like you really want to say the word, and it's like it doesn't well, bother I, me I, whatsoever. I think, it's, I think it's so funny because a lot of people here can remember when it had a very negative connotation, and so a lot of a lot of African Americans was like, well, you know what? In the '90s, they was like, well, we're gonna own it. And we're going to popularize it. Mm-hmm. And they've done it. And the whole thing is, it's like now it's this word that you can't say. Oh, yeah. And I had a moment. Troy on Mondays. I'm sure he won't mind me telling this story. We're hanging with a bunch of guys. We used to work at the donut shop in Auburn. And made friends. I think it's Rico and Vic were the two guys. And they came over. And I actually, I really was making some beats at that point. Um, we all, all love watching Entourage, uh, and we're back in my room listening to some of the music I made, and then Troy's puts on a song that he listened to all the time while he was playing FIFA, playing video games. It was one of his hype songs. He just loved the song. He loved the beat. He kind of loved the message. And he, he puts on the song, and he turns to them completely innocently, Brandon, and looks at him and goes, have you guys ever heard of this song, Hood? N-word? And 
I swear, I'm sitting on the bed. Troy's sitting in front of the computer. Vic and Rico look at me like, did you, did you just hear that? What the hell did your best friend just say? I, I mean, it's hard for me to translate on radio to the audience. I went, I don't know. And, and, it, and it's, I, it's, don't, I have no it, clue. It's, it's one of those Kanye West moments. Uh, George Bush doesn't care about black. And Mike Myers is just standing there like, whoa. <laughs> well, but then they were cool about it. They're like, Troy, we love you, bro. Don't do that again. Don't say the word. It, it, exactly. And, and, and he's you, like, oh, sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. You get, you get a pass. You know, you, guys who've been your friends for life, you you're like, well, I know you're not, but you know, if if I have any of my other friends around, please don't say that. You know. Well, he also, I think it was the way he said it. He said it in the most innocent, like, Dave Chappelle white voice. Hey, have you guys ever heard of this song, Hood? It, like, no, don't. I saw the train wreck happening in front of me. Don't and, do and it. It is like you couldn't stop it. It was like slow motion. No, and then I work in Parks and Rec. It's funny, the history of this word, because I've never been like, it's not a big deal to me. Uh, the guys in the truck who I work with are like, Joe, you're cool. You can say it. I think I was telling him about a Cat Williams bit, and we yeah. were all laughing. And, uh, you know, the, the what is it, the DMX one, where he's like, Hey, yo, hey, yo bitch. Yeah. Give me some water and some lemon. Oh, oh, oh. And then Cat yeah. goes, We in a restaurant. And, like, so I didn't say the word. And they're like, Joey, you can say the word. You're cool. We know you. You're cool. I'm like, guys, I don't want to say the word because I don't want to. Yeah. And I'm like, no, man, go ahead. Like, I'm not going to, but... Thanks for the permission. And then uh, there was a beat, like a pregnant pause, and one of the guys in the front goes, you passed the test. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I bet you're testing me now. Oh, I'll oh, see yeah. how it is. Oh, yeah, man. But it's funny <laughs> in social situations, a lot of times, you know, people will be like, well, why can't I say the word? I'm like, you know, it, it has a history. You can't ignore the history, mm-hmm. even though... In my generation, it's become something different. We still never forgot the history. Right. And it's just yeah. something that we've taken and owned. Like, you know what? I'm going to make it a term of endearment. Uh, I'm going to make it, like, it can mean different things depending on the situation. And it reminds me of, you ever watched The Green Room with Paul Provenza? It was a Showtime show for a little while. And essentially, it's just a bunch of comedians sitting around in a semicircle talking about comedy. And one of the episodes, Patrice O'Neill's on there, Ooh. Bob Saget's on there, and Roseanne's on there. And they bring up, uh, number one, Roseanne, the Hitler baking, the baking Hitler. She has a little Hitler mustache. She's holding a tray of what looks like gingerbread men fresh out of the oven. And it's like, looks like you're making fun of the people in the oven. She's like, no, I'm trying to say that genocides become so everyday in this world, it's just like baking cookies. And Patrice O'Neill said, no, you are making fun of the people in the oven. So it'd be only more offensive if you made the cookie skinny. And then he goes on to say that black people are never getting reparations. This is Patrice's point. Oh, of course They're not. never getting reparations. But what I got as a black man is I can say whatever the F I want. Including that word that used to sting and still sometimes stings. I can say whatever I want, and, and that's what I'm allowed to do. That's my one kind of advantage. Well, well, I mean, I look at it, and it's the truth. Because you look at everybody's like, well, what about the Indians? Well, the Indians got casinos. <laughs> that's the reason that a lot of people right now, as we're talking, are headed to Wetumpka right now. Well, the Indians got screwed with reservations. I mean, why is alcoholism at such high rates? Why is there no development? Because it's all, I mean, it's like, it's a government reservation. They get nice things like the casino. They get certain advantages legally being a pseudo-sovereign. Uh, but 
there's a reason you don't see robust private development going on because there's not as much incentive. It's weird. It's weird how it's worked. The tribes that weren't recognized and weren't giving, given reservations, these sort of things, have actually succeeded much better than tribes on reservations. It's it is a weird, bizarre phenomenon. No, not really, because you figure, okay, yeah, we went on these reservations and the government provides for us, but they also have a cap on how much you can make, what you can make, what businesses you can get, what kind of loans you get. Like all of that is capped. There's a very wise man, he's a historian now, Thaddeus Russell, he used to be a Marxist labor economist, and he, he got out of that. He he started to kind of realize, oh markets um he did a book called uh, Renegade history, talking about the folks that aren't often talked about in history books. Uh, we talked about prostitutes, who the first women to actually do behave in a liberated way. And he's not talking about just sex what, or what, money. What, 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 he what? meant like the clothes they wore, the fact that they ran their own businesses. And, and, they, and see, uh, actually, prostitutes were like the first entrepreneurs. Exactly. Because a lot of the madams owned their own houses, which at a time, at that time, you know, you're talking about a woman mm-hmm. owning her own house? And But anyway, the point that uh, Russell makes is that, say, with like wages or work conditions, these sort of things, if you set a minimum floor, minimum standards, be very careful. Because as soon as you give, whether it's union bosses or CEOs and company owners working with union bosses or the government itself, once you allow them, any type of boss, to set a minimum, they'll pretty much, you can be damn sure, set a maximum. They will Once you give them that little foot in the door of control, they're well, going to make well, it work for them. Well, that's just like the old saying, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because And everybody's fighting so hard for this lottery money because they think it's going to be a savior. Trust me, I come from Detroit. We thought the same thing. Only 2% of that money ever makes it to schools. Yeah. Unless, unless you have somebody that is watching that money like a hawk, that's going to go in the hands of a lot of loose politicians yep. that's going to be greasing their hands. That's how it works. Well, that's why I think... We should legalize cannabis for all sorts of reasons. For you want it legal so you can smoke it. Yeah, yeah, I can smoke it without being potentially arrested. And, and, and you know what? The thing, the thing is, there's two reasons why that's not going to happen. And here's yeah. here's here's number one because the government has not found a way to regulate it where they could charge for it. Because you think about weed is illegal, but Alcohol is readily available, you know, for five ninety five a bottle. Right. You know, and number two, that problem with weed only affects a certain group of people. Hmm. That when you're investing eight eight million dollars into a prison, you know, is is kind of the group of people that you want in there. Well, and it's interesting on the state level, you don't have that many people in prison for say pot charges, just specifically pot. But you get to the federal level. And it's um, it's pretty nuts. Well, well, you, well you, 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 think, you think about this. Once the prison is built and it's fully staffed with people from here, they, they're going to have to fill it. Oh, yes. It, exactly. So those same sentences that used to be, oh, just a slap on the wrist. No, now we're giving you six months to a year now. Yeah. For, for, for that much, we, you know, like everything's going to change. My God, how did you appear in here? It's the cat whisperer. <laughs> I'm back. What's going on, man? You have a way with kitties? No, I, I guess not. I, 
like most men, thought I was better at that <laughs> than I really am. We have had no luck with poor little frightened cat down there. Oh, so, man, I'm sorry. But we're working on it. This is live, live radio for sure. We go from talking about Roseanne to the Kendrick Lamar incident to the use of the N-word to... Uh, State government and legalizing cannabis, and how prostitutes were some of the first women to be liberated in many ways as entrepreneurs and doing what they want, breaking with cultural norms. And then '84 pops in and talks about a sick cat out back that we're trying to help out. What a weird, weird day! Sounds like a normal Joey show to me. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it does. It does. Well, that's what I love doing. That's what I love doing. Especially like if me and Brandon are around. But what you're talking about about the pot, another big thing about the marijuana is marijuana does have medicinal value to it. Mm -hmm. And the big pharma companies are stone set against letting that come out and being used. Well, and you have a great point, Brandon, about they can't regulate it. And they've tried. Like California and other places it's been legalized, they try to have this regulatory regime. Some of it makes sense. Like... You have to test the pot you grow for parasites. Some of that makes sense. But also in some states, like the one in Ohio that failed. The reason it failed in Ohio isn't because people in Ohio don't want weed legal. They voted it down because it gave a few companies the exclusive right to grow. If you and I grew it in the backyard, that's still completely illegal, you dirty hippie. Exactly. But see, here's... Here's the messed up thing, because if you if you remember history, you know, drinking used to be illegal. Yep. Prohibition, that whole thing. But you have families like the Kennedys and the Bushes that made millions off that. Well, but to Joey's point, that's why we don't have gambling in this state. <laughs> it's not because people don't want to legalize gambling. Everybody just about that I talk to says, yeah, make it legal. And I had made the joke in the past about... I want to put a roulette wheel on the back of my service truck. So when I'm at your house fixing your air conditioner, you can go out to my truck and yeah. play the roulette wheel or pull slots, whatever you want to do. And so I'm making money on... They don't want that type of gambling. They want Green Track, Macon County, Lowndes County, and the Indians. It's just a couple of people... Now, they want it legal for them, but they don't want it legal statewide where they'll have any what? Competition against yeah, well, them. Well, well, not only that, and like I just said a few minutes ago, everybody's talking about, oh, the money will go towards the schools. Trust me, I, I'm from Michigan. We tried the exact same thing. Only 2% of that money ever made its way towards the schools, which is why we still continue year after year to close schools, which is why here schools continue to close. Yet they're they're expending $8 million on a brand new prison. Come on now, they're trying to tell you. They're, they're, they're trying to tell you what the, what the agenda is. It's just nobody's listening. Uh, yeah, just, we spend a hell of a lot more money on schools, though, than we do on well, but here's the prison a, system here's the or thing, the general fund in general. Well, but it is. 90% of all revenues into the state of Alabama's coffers go to education and the trust fund. But the thing is, that money is earmarked. So it's not like, oh, 90% of the money goes in there and it's flexible. We're going to pay for this and that in education based on need, based on changing circumstances. No, you can't do that. No! We have to partition it off in particular ways where yeah. it's an inflexible system where the money gets wasted. Well, well, well 
And another thing that I think we should start doing is making teachers' salaries about the same. Because depending on what school, I mean, it's just like college. Depending on what school you teach at, like, I could be teaching at Hoover, but I'm going to make three times as much as somebody who teaches, let's just say, over here at uh, Jeff Davis. At, at, at Jeff Davis, yeah. Okay. You know, and that's that's crazy. I don't know that. Is there a true disparity between like a yes. public school in Birmingham and a public school in Montgomery? In terms yes. Of pay? Yes. Be- hmm. and, and the way they regulate that is by, OK, there are more people that live here, which means more revenue can go to this school, which yeah. means we can afford to pay this teacher more money. That makes sense. Well, and I that mean, also comes down to the budget of the actual board that's governing governing yeah. a school system. Based on the because population, the, yeah. the board can they can move wages, they can they can change things like that. How much we're going to spend in maintenance? How much we're going to spend? You know, because basically, I mean, you got transportation, maintenance, and salaries. That's the only pretty much three and uh, uh, utilities. You got. Mm-hmm. Basically, four expenditures that, that you're going to have, but but at the same at the same time, I do kind of get where the system comes in because populations fluctuate. And say you're talking about Hoover, they pay a heck of a lot more in property tax than we pay in Montgomery County because we are a county school system. It is the entire of Montgomery County. It's not just the city of Montgomery. You've got Birmingham City Schools and then you've got, what, uh, Jefferson County Schools and then Hoover's got their own school system just like Pike Road has their own school system. See, Pike Road can spend more on their children because they can tax their citizens of Pike Road and put that money into their school system. Therefore, they can pay more and do more. Well, and another thing, they don't have as many hands degrees. Yep. Like, it's not as much red exactly. tape. Exactly. The bigger something gets, the more corruption, the more places there well, are for I'm a big things to go wrong. And I'm a big proponent of, like, if we're going to have public provision, or in public, I think it's the wrong word, government provision, because it's, it's often weird that public interests, so-called government interests that claim to be public, serve private interests so often, yet private businesses serve the public. It's just confusing. But... Anyway, I would like, if you're going to have government provision of education, for it to be a pure voucher system where the money essentially is a voucher that goes to the parent, they, and it's not just cold hard cash. They have to spend the money somewhere at a particular school. And, oh my God, the socialist country, it's not actually socialist, like Denmark, the Nordic countries, they do these things. I mean, I think it creates a lot more, and you don't do it nationwide, you do it state by state. You can have different levels of how much you give a parent to spend. Uh, different schools can well, pop well, up. Well, well, but at the same time, I don't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. at the same time, like we, I was talking about Hoover earlier. Hoover is like a college campus. Yeah, you know, it's brand, I mean, brand new buildings and stuff. But they can afford that out there. But you can't afford to keep at least two Montgomery schools open. I mean, I I find a they don't need with them that. though. But Brandon, that's the reason they're closing schools. It's not because they can't afford to keep them open. They're closing schools because people are in flight leaving the public school system. People are flying out of this city. We're losing population. They don't need the space. They don't need the spaces. Why they're they're not just closing them; they're selling them, and that's actually saving the school board money. When they sold Georgia Washington, that saves the school board money because had they not sold it, you know what they would have done Fire next teachers. year? 
it'd have been a vacant building sitting out there, and they'd have had to still do maintenance and upkeep on it. And they would have fired teachers. And they would have fired teachers. And oh, okay, but, you, but you're but, in you're in worse shape overall that way. Oh, okay, but here's here's a, here's a crazy question then. What is causing your citizens to leave? Mm. Well, now see, now you're you're getting into the orange of this apple we're talking about. You I mean education is one thing. What's got, why why are people leaving Montgomery? Because there ain't any decent jobs uh, unless you work at Hyundai or work for someone who works for Hyundai. Though, I mean, those pretty much are the most stable jobs right now. And Hyundai is thank God they're building that great big old or you work engine. for the state government or you work for the state or you, you work, work for the military and if you work for the state you most likely live in prattville or millbrook or uh, well, well, Elmore I mean, or south montgomery county well, well, well i mean that dynamic is the same thing that goes on in michigan like we were basically the automation of of the nation you know it, if you didn't work for Ford, you worked for GM. If you didn't work for GM, you worked for Chrysler. Yep. If you didn't do any of that, you worked for somewhere that was around there, a restaurant or a so cleaning that. service that serviced the uh, Big Three or something like that. Right. And when they left in the 90s, I mean, that's kind of why a lot of people up north left and came down here. And we we don't have that much here, and, and our education system has failed the <laughs> Montgomery County so bad that we can't even produce people uh, qualified to fill the jobs that we do need. I was shocked when I saw the average ACT score for Montgomery County. Now, the the statewide, to give perspective, is 18, which is pretty abysmal. It's uh, terrible. That is terrible. Uh, the Montgomery County average ACT score is 14. That's god-awful. Well, well, you're next door to Mississippi, so that's what everybody always say. <laughs> At least we always got we Mississippi. Mississippi. No, yeah. we don't. Mississippi's got us beat, Jack. Really? We're wow. 51 out of 51 as far as school systems go. And no, I did not misspeak. Washington, D.C. has a school system. And so, therefore, we're not just 50 out of 50 states. We're 51 out of 50 states. Wow. Congratulations, Alabama. And it's not even fair to say Alabama. And I don't think it's even fair to say Montgomery. I think it is specific people that have been working in education for a while who've done a poor job, and it's time to change things. It's not going to happen. You pessimist. Look on the you're sunny rubbing, side of life. You're rubbing off on me, Joey. Look on the sunny side of life. I am pessimistic. I have no hope I used to be that system. way. I used to be that way. <laughs> what, like five minutes ago? <laughs> oh, no, but look at me. I used to wear black every day. Yeah, now we're in the opposite. You've got your wife beater on today. You're. I've been over this with you. It's not a wife beater. Those are usually a tank top, and there's that weird ribbing in it. <laughs> this is a, a simple white shirt. It's a simple white tee. we got to hit a break. We'll be back. Settle this later. Yeah. 
that's what they did in the 70s, man. Yeah, again, GQ's song is sitting in the park. Man, I just, I want to put the top down and cruise. Just sitting on the oh, get in the BMW and just go down the road. Yeah. It's that type of music, just kind of cruising. Except for the rain. Oh, man. God. The rain has ruined everything. It's so ridiculous. Man, rain makes things green, though, brah. You got to take the rain with the sunshine. Oh, yeah. Really if it was say, all sunshine. Did you really just say brah? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I let him pass on that because I thought he was going to quote uh, Frankie Beverly and Mays. You, know, you got to take the joy with the pain. I, 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 I felt him going that way. I'm like, I, I feel it. But you know what? So how was y'all holidays, though? Like with the rain and everything, did you barbecue or? Actually, I did. We we had a cookout. We we cooked out. I didn't. Like, we don't we don't barbecue in the south. We either cook out or smoke. Yes, sir. You either okay. grill or smoke. You don't see, barbecue. See, we, we, we barbecue up north. We barbecue. No, you you make barbecue by grilling it. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you do down here. I got you. I got that you. Makes sense. I got you, Mister KC Masterpiece. I mean, do you have a do you have a barbecue on your back porch or a grill? I have a grill. Okay. You're right. And then you grill right. on the back porch. Right. You know? Okay. I, I, okay. I get I Yeah, get now it, we, we cooked some stuff. We had, had uh, something uh, Sunday and uh, with some friends of ours. And we, we had a real good time this weekend. And you know, I noticed that a lot of people cooked Sunday, which saved them because mm-hmm. they knew the rain was coming Monday. So everybody was inside. Monday is like, oh, well, my barbecue's done. So Sunday, I made a bison steak. We went and got a buffalo ribeye. Nice. Where do you even find stuff like that at? I mean, there's some stores that carry that. I'm you. not. I'm not going to do it again. I loved it. It was incredibly delicious. Really expensive. Uh-oh. Oh yeah, more expensive than like prime beef. Um, I was like, my god, that's expensive. But I got to try the buffalo. Why? I, not? I mean, you got to you got to knock some stuff off your bucket list. I at least want to knock three things off my bucket it's list this so year. So good. And I've been eating all this meat. People are saying like you're going to get fat. Like, no, I've lost 20 pounds. Well, Eating I, pretty much just beef, chicken, fish. Well, well, the thing is, what a lot of people don't realize is a lot of times when you pick up weight, it's the starches. Mm-hmm. It's the, okay, well, I'm going to have beef tonight, but I'm also going to have rice with it. And, and gravy. mac and cheese. Yeah, it, it, it's it's starches. Potato. Oh, oh, baked potato. Nah, that's my weakness. Oh, steak God. fries, like the big old oh, wedges. Baked potato, yeah. man. With some chives. And, and I'll throw cream. down a couple beers with that, too. Oh, uh, that's yeah, It adds up. It adds uh, up. And it, just, it depends on your metabolism, too. There's some True. people. Uh, I had a friend of mine that did that Atkins diet. Yeah. And that's, and, and he, I mean, he ate, he would eat, like, steak for breakfast yeah. and then bacon for lunch and then, you know, pork butt for supper. And, and, and he ate, and I mean, just mounds of food. But the weight fell off him. When he got off bread, it immediately fell off him. He got off bread, soft drinks. Well, but well, other people, well, it, doesn't, it doesn't affect the same way. Well, the, the thing I've found that it's not what you eat, it's the way it's prepared. Mm, that's true. And that's just like, you don't have to get off bread, but maybe not white bread. You know, do wheat. Right. And for a lot of people, they, they just carb. Yeah, they, they can't eat wheat bread. Which oh, I, I think like is wheat bread. Yeah, I love wheat bread, but you know it wasn't that big of a change to me. Now brown rice, I I had to draw the line. That <laughs> that is like... that is the most blandest. Really? <laughs> that is the most blandest stuff. I I never eat it. You talking about brown rice it, it, again? 
versus white rice. Yes. White rice is delicious. Crap. But it's no, it is delicious. And delicious. It is. No, it's not. Up. It's terrible. When you put some butter with it? Come on, mm-hmm. man. Well, then you're eating butter. You're not eating rice. <laughs> <laughs> the rice is just the vehicle to get the butter into your mouth, man. Uh, I have to say it has amazed me with changing my diet. The biggest change, I think it's probably the what's caused the biggest changes, is I don't stop after I get done here and go pick up fast food and get, you know, Zaxby's or KFC or Marty's or Arby's or all these different places I go to, and I don't do that anymore. And there's, it's not just the nutrition. There's something satisfying of like, okay, I'm picking up some salmon tonight. I'm picking up a steak. I'll like prepare it a little bit, go do something else, come back, cook my own meal, and eat it. And it's like this satisfying process. Well, 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 well the thing is, it's the preparation. It's, yeah. it's not the instant the meal is here. I'm just going to eat it and exactly. lay back on it. Exactly. See, I'm. You have other things to do. You're expending energy doing other things while you're cooking. And cooking takes energy. Yeah. And well, so by the time you do eat, it's like, okay, I really am hungry now. Well, instead of treating it like this is like a drug, like it makes me comfortable and helps me relax, like comfort eating, I'm going, no, this is fuel. And this is the thing I'm eating tonight for good fuel. And, and, it's, and I, it's, I think that helps a whole lot, too, with, with your eating habits, is if you consider it fuel. It can be good fuel. Oh, I mean, yeah. it can still be very tasty. Right. But if you look at it more on that side than just... And and the other thing about preparing your own food, I mean, even if it comes from a grocery store or what have you, when you're taking a fresh piece of meat and, and cooking it and cracking an egg, you know, in a, in a skillet, frying it, whatever... Yes, at least real food. Exactly. It ain't that processed crap that you get from the fast food joint. I mean, when you get, when you oh, get yeah. eggs at, you know, people, they, they... Oh, eggs at home are always better. They love making fun of Waffle House, but at least, I mean, dude's cracking the egg right yeah. there in front of you and cooking it. It's real food. Now, now you know what? That you is, go to McDonald's, they're pouring that crap out of a dang bucket. And, and you know what? I remember, mm. now, my first job was at McDonald's, and when we used to make the egg, McMuffin, we used to have to crack the eggs and know how to stir them and do them right then. Mm-hmm. And when I seen the new way that they're doing it now, like you said, they pour it up right out of a cart, and I was like, you know what? That's okay. I'm <laughs> good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, all of it is out of a carton. The, 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 uh, no, the pancakes come frozen already, and they basically just heat them up in the microwave. Mm. See, I don't, I don't do the the fast food breakfast anymore. I will say, I think Waffle House gets a bad rap. They do get a bad rap. I think well, they well, make well, amazing food. Well, well, the food is good. Who doesn't like Burt's chili? Well, well, well wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> you want to know where Waffle House has gotten a bad rap? The Waffle House has gotten a bad rap because places like World Star have shown fights and well, stuff well, that have happened inside of Waffle House. True. You know, and I think that's kind of unfair. See, but I don't think it gets the the food, just the food alone. I don't think it gets a high reputation that it deserves. I mean, it's not a gourmet restaurant, but it's a fast two well, order. Well, 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 it's, place. it's you compared, can get almost anything. It's compared to Cracker Barrel, though. Cracker Barrel. Oh my god. See, but I think I like Waffle House better. I think. Let me tell if, you, if I gotta go to like a, a sloppy, like I want to eat a lot for breakfast, it's hard to beat a waffle with syrup and butter all over it. It's hard to beat, and that's so bad for you, but it's so tasty, too. <laughs> the A number one thing about Waffle House, every one of them, you can watch the guy cook it right in front of you. Yeah, you that's can, the cool thing. You can see the grill. It is cool, but it's beyond cool yeah. because in my business, I have been in these kitchens at big commercial restaurants. Right. I mean, from 
all the way from very nice ones to like your uh, just generic fast food restaurants. The nastiest place in the world is a kitchen inside a restaurant that's got closed doors where you can't see the kitchen. It is absolutely you would not. Disgusting. And I'm not going to mention it because they may advertise with y'all. You mentioned one of the restaurants just a little bit earlier. You couldn't pay me to eat there. Could not pay me to eat mm. there. Really? Absolutely well, disgusting. Well, I don't know. I've learned that cooking breakfast, breakfast food at home is easy, especially some bacon and eggs in there. Yeah, chunk some bacon in there. Oh, and pull so the bacon good. out. Crack your egg on top of the bacon grease. Well, fry uh, them and, and like I said, preparation... Is a lot of it. Like what I do is I take the yolks out of the eggs when I crack it open. You don't. You don't like the yolk. No, it's not that. It's just that's where a lot of your calories and cholesterol is at. Yeah. Egg whites are pretty. The, pretty they, healthy. They change, and this is what's so nuts about the, the yolks are good for you. That's no, good cholesterol no, they did. now. <laughs> yeah, they did. It's like Weight Watchers, for instance. Like you can eat all the eggs you want. Like there's, it's zero points. Like they've learned if for the longest time, I remember eggs and the yolk in particular are bad for you, so eat the egg white. Yeah. And you get all these different the restaurants follow, people follow it. Now they've changed the science. Like actually it's not the yolk's not that well, bad. Well that for was you. the pork industry did that to the chicken industry because uh, pork got hit so hard. You remember about Ten or fifteen years ago, that that pork was killing you. Of it course. was just t- way too much cholesterol. That's when they killed pig meat. They they started breeding the pigs down, and that's why a loin is solid white meat now oh. instead of being red yeah. or dark pink. Like a farm raised pig, a pork chop from them tastes completely different than what you buy in the store because mm. they're not engineered down. But the, the pig industry was getting hit so hard, they're the ones that put the propaganda out about the eggs. And gave, I'm telling you, no, now, this is just my theory, but they paid the federal government. They paid them to come out and say, eggs are killing you. Don't well, eat eggs. Stay away from chicken. Well, it's well documented that the, the fat scare, and there are certain fats bad for it, but fat scare comes from the sugar lobby. And this gets back to our point about the good old boy network and how corrupt the system is. Instead yes. of actually providing people like what people want, like honest advertising, <laughs> and like actually the, giving the, the, the fact that you, you know, said honest and big sugar I mean, is dangerous. I mean, we talk about big pharma and all multi globalism and all that. Big well, sugar. What doesn't have high fructose corn syrup in? It? Oh, oh and that's another lobby. The corn lobby. Yeah, ethanol, gasoline. What the hell are we doing? Yeah, that, that, make, that, that makes great sense. Let's take our food and grind it up and put it in our cars to make gasoline. Do, do you want to know why they're doing that? Because guess what? Oil's running out. And our cars run on what? Dude, not anytime soon. Oil ain't running out for another five million years. We are not running out of oil. It ain't even, they ain't even begun to find all the oil that's under the earth. Well, Not even started to find it. Well, it's only so much drilling you can do. You, I, That's nah. true. There's only so much oil in the world. But every time people have come up with peak oil theory, it gets extended. They find new ones. And they create new technology where they can get and access more oil. Yeah, it, But then, I'm, I don't know. I, I think the ethanol thing was based on we need an alternative. And instead of, like, investing in solar and other things, well, well, they realize... Oh, we can scratch our buddies' backs in Iowa and other corn-growing parts of the country and say we're doing a renewable energy resource. But, you know, it might tear up your engine. But, well, well, you know. well, but at the same time, like, a lot of people don't remember that uh, Hummer 
Before it came out with the H3, they had a H2O, a Hummer that ran off water. Like hydrogen or off water itself? Off water. And oh. But the thing was, for some reason, it, it was doing pretty good. It was a concept at the uh, North American Auto Show, and then it just disappeared. No, and I, I want to be clear. I'm all for like what Tesla's doing with home batteries and their cars. It's in the uh, semi trucks they've got coming now, out. Now, it's now, amazing now, stuff. Now, the dangerous part with those cars is if they catch on fire. Oh, sure. And trust me, from somebody who works in that industry, I've <laughs> seen one catch on fire. And you yeah. can't if you don't have a specialized uh, extinguisher. A regular extinguisher can't, can't put it out. out. But I want to bring this up because I think there will be a future with automated cars, cars being updated with new f- fuel sources, these sort of things. But I drove my brother's car uh, over the holidays. He's got a fairly new uh, Hyundai or Nissan, one of the two. And uh, and I'm driving this. And same feeling I got driving my grandfather's new Honda, midsize SUV. Like, this is a spaceship. And not in a good way. I'm still on the road. I'm not, like, soaring through the galaxy like I'm tripping or something. It's no. I'm on a normal road, but I can't feel the car. And that's not a plus for me. I like a car where I can feel them. Exactly. And and see, that's just like me being from where I'm from. The 60s vehicles, that was it. That was it. You know, you downshifted yourself, Mm -hmm. and you feel the car. You I feel wanted, every bit I of it. I want to refurbish a Cadillac Eldorado with 20 ashtrays. <laughs> That's okay. Got, hey. a back, got a back seat big enough to camp in. The I ones that had the ashtrays in the back door that flipped down. Oh, yeah. Remember those? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. You, yeah. you, you want to know the bad part? And one in the center. Everybody. You, wait, wait, individual you, you, you want to know what's bad? My truck has that. <laughs> <laughs> I have an 89, so yeah, my truck has that. Oh, it has ashtrays in the back. And I was wondering about that because I was riding my niece. Uh, me, I was taking her to the movies. And she was like, what's this? And I turned around, and I was like, what is that? <laughs> and she pulled it open. Seat. Yeah, and she pulled it open, and I was like, oh, it's an ashtray. Now it becomes, what, a change collector? Basically. Like, most of the time. Yeah, basically. And or, I don't know too many people who ash in their car. I mean, you still get folks who do that, but even smokers, like, usually... Yeah, they'll, they'll go out the outside their car and, yeah. Like, my dad smokes, so I'm sure he loves me saying that. But, <laughs> he, like, you know, he'll flick a little bit of ash out the window, that sort of thing. And like, well, when he calls me, I'm like, yeah, you're on speakerphone and you're smoking, right? I'm like, how did you know? I'm like, I can hear the window down. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just doing it for sun, right? Okay, sure. And, and you know what's crazy? And I guess that's why they call it addiction. Like, it'd be hard to get people to quit who've smoked since they were teenagers. Now, I will say nicotine is the toughest thing I've ever quit. I've quit it once. I'm not back on it. I'm trying to stop. So I don't talk about it on air much. I'm embarrassed. Well, I, I mean, put every, the smokeless stuff in my lip and I talk. Wait, wait a minute. But the thing is, what a lot of people don't realize is, your addiction could be anything. It could be, oh. uh, and a lot of people's addiction is food, but they don't look at it until something traumatic happens and they can't have the stuff that well, they used to eat. I tell you what, if I made a lot of money, I'm not saying it'll happen, but if I made like millions of dollars, my addiction would be sex. It's of like course. all these guys who got caught years ago, like Tiger Woods. Like Bill Burr made the great point. The guy who's like works at Home Depot, Tiger Woods, that piece of crap, cheating on that beautiful wife. They got kids at home, all this stuff. It's like, yeah, it's easy for you to say when you're working the forklift at Home Depot. How about after you get done golfing, there are like 20 models trying to hook up with you when you're trying to just go home. 
Yeah, it's it's not and, easy. And, and it's the same thing with these NBA and NFL players. Mm-hmm. It's only so much security can do because, hey, I bought a couple of friends with me. Hey, you finesse the security guard, move him out the way, right. and we're going to get up to the basketball player or the football player's room. And that's just like uh, uh, one yeah, of my favorite. If you're going to do that, just don't get married. Just play. That's, I mean, well, I agree that's, with that. That's I the deal. That. That's, that's my biggest well, 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 I you, argument. Well, do, you, do you know what happens? I've been sick for the past two weeks. No, no. Well, I've either I have to marry her or... Hey. Well, what kind of sick? Did like you get an ST? No, I hear there's a bad case of baby going around. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's yeah. Well, I guess that happens. But two, I think some of these guys want to have the they want to have the white picket fence and the the kind of the crazy you, you lifestyle. Have no, you can't no, have both. You can't have it both ways. Uh, no, but like I said, marriage now has become a business deal. Mm. And so that's how that's how a lot of them are looked at and operated. So your agent is coming up to you like, hey, you got her pregnant. Hurry up and marry her. You know, so if something happens, you know, if y'all want to break up after that, you know, the judge will look at it differently. Yeah. Especially here, being in the Bible Belt. Well, that's the show. Oh, man, that just flew by. And thank you for giving me the cruising music. Oh, yeah, man. 27 topics tonight <laughs> in one <laughs> this hour. Is what I like to do. Oh, yeah. Just Shotgun, it's right an actual home. conversation. Not our topic today is Kim Kardashian at the White House. <laughs> what is a reality star doing at 1600 oh. Pennsylvania Avenue? I don't know, but uh, she got uh, a big uh, old pretty butt. Uh, hey, but you know what she's doing? She's talking about prison reform. Which is actually worthwhile. So maybe she's doing something great. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, how weird and wacky is this? Yeah, but it's Kim Kardashian. I mean, that would be like Carrot Top arguing for a Senate seat. I'd vote for him. Yeah.